Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. This is the last show of the year. And much like last, last show of the year, which was, if you're doing the math, about a year ago, we had one of my favorite people on the show, um, a wonderful individual, uh, a man who's changing the world and then subsequently changing himself which then helps him change the world even more. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to welcome to the show and to your earballs, uh, Mr. Sam Crowley. How are you doing? What's going on, Adam? Great to be back, man. It's been the end of the year already. Holy cow. It's hard to believe. I don't know. Uh, just off the top of my head, maybe I should have checked that out, but I didn't. Uh, if, we've, if we squeezed you in uh, between then and now. But uh, since I've run the show, uh, which I think this is now my second or third year, you, you ended the show last year. Um, you're going to end the show this year and I'm hoping that you end the show every year until you and I become mortal <laughs> enemies, of course. <laughs> um, and the reason for that, I think essentially is because in all my teachings and all the stuff that I've done, you were the most instrumental in asserting that I had the podcast, get the message out there, get that sort of stuff, move with, with what you want. Uh, and, and again, you know, the fondness that I have for you and, and for your message and for your podcast, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't checked out every day is Saturday, Mr. Sam Crowley, get over there right now and give him follow because his stuff is aces and it's 24 seven. I release maybe four a month. If I'm feeling good, he's got one or two a day. So if you love podcasts, if you love motivation, if you love a sound of a sexy man's voice or a sexy voice, uh, would you be a sexy man or would you be a sexy voice? <laughs> both. Both. There you go. Perfect. Um, yeah, now that we've got all the plugs out of the way, <laughs> what, go, uh, what is, what's going on? What's going on with the States? What's going on with America? What's going on? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, I wish I knew. I don't know. I, it's funny. So here's you and I left each other, uh, the end of tw- uh, 2019. And so then we ushered in a new year and I had a live event in Vegas. Uh, March is the weekend of March 13th. I think March 13th was a Friday, Friday the 13th, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So I got a live event in Vegas. Guys like me do live events, men and women like me. You know, I'm a podcaster. I'm a speaker, you know, seminar leader. I just, I just like to be around people, positive people. I don't like all kinds of people. I think we've had this discussion, by the way. That's right. You know, yeah. there's, there's negative, negative know-it-alls going nowhere that you just want to run as fast as you can the other way. And then there's, you know, some inspiring people. And so anyway, I had a live event in Vegas. It was awesome, and I flew out there on a Friday morning, middle of March, 13th, and eh, maybe one person had a mask on, maybe two, I don't even know, 
Um, I was in first class, which is not bragging. It's a hack. By the way, always fly first class because the difference in the ticket is criminally low compared to the experience you get while you're there. So I was probably, you know, four or five Merlots into this flight to Vegas. And by the way, I think it was about eight in the morning, which made it even better. So mm. I get I get to Vegas, uh, hang out a little bit at the casino because people that know me know I like to throw the dice a little bit. And then uh, went back to my hotel room when it was ready. I think it was like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Get ready for the event. Have a great event Saturday, Sunday. Go go to the Vegas airport Sunday night. And I'm thinking, geez, you know. And here's another thing: when you're doing a live event, you're basically cut off from the world. You don't even know what's happening. Like you don't watch the no. news. You, you, there's no Twitter. There's not. There's no Facebook. You're just you're focused. You're on in your room event. preparing, or you're on stage. <laughs> Yeah, or you're sleeping. There's like nothing yeah. else. Not, not even eating happens. So anyway, late nights, early mornings, late nights, early mornings for two days straight. I get on the jump on the red eye, get out to Vegas airport. And before I load my flight, I'm starting to see, oh, geez, a few more people wearing a mask. No big deal. I get on the flight. Almost everybody's wearing a mask. I'm like, what in the hell? Where did I go? Like, where did, I didn't even know what, what country did I get back into, you know? And mm-hmm. so it was weird. I, I land at six in the morning. And flew overnight from Vegas back to Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, where I live with my wife and my four daughters. I've got two kids in high school. I got a kindergartner and I got a college student at the University of Cincinnati, but she lives on campus. She lives in the dorms down there. So I come home, everybody's home, no school, no college, no high school, no kindergarten, nothing. Everything shut down. And it was like I Tum- entered. Tumbleweeds rolling down the street. Dude, it was it was not. I said to my wife, I go, "What's going on?" She goes, "Well, haven't you been following the news?" I go, "No." I mean, I knew COVID, coronavirus, blah blah blah. It was in the news up. It's not like I was completely disconnected for February and January, but it wasn't like it was. So, it we entered into a new world of lockdown for a couple of weeks. I was like, "This is freaky," because normally we 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 live on a we have an old farmhouse. We live on a busy street where traffic flies by in the morning. You can always tell what time it is because traffic patterns pick up, and there was no sounds of any cars. There was, then I was like freaking out. So I just was like, this is the new normal. So, you know, I didn't even know what to do. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, I mean, everybody knows, listen to this podcast, March goes to April, April goes to May, theories, conspiracies, virus, shutdowns, lockdowns. You wear a mask or you're a traitor. And if you don't, if you don't wear a mask, you know, you don't believe in a virus. And if you do wear one, you're a sheep and Americans pitted against each other and all we can see is each other's eyes. And now here we are, you know, crazy. That was a pretty good sum up. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And wild man. No, the way, you know, the, the story was great. And then, and then you tied the, you know, the, you tied the rest of the year in with it, with a, with a paragraph, a phrase. It's completely but it, opposite from how I think and you think and everybody <laughs> that's normal thinks like we believe and look, I'm not discounting it. Here's the funny part. People probably don't know. I have an immune compromised child. My six-year-old daughter, Susan, was born at one pound. She spent 221 days with children. She has uh, pulmonary lung disease. You know, she has pulmonary dysplasia, which are bad lungs. And she was on a trach, a ventilator, all that. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not even saying that, you know, you shouldn't stay home. We don't bring her into situations where she's vulnerable. Like we don't, you know, she hasn't been outside hardly at all. We have an in-ground pool. Thank God the whole summer she spent in the pool in the backyard. But, you know, I'm not going to stop living my life. I just think we've gone insane as a country and as, an, as, a, as a world. We've gone absolutely insane. We've lost all ability to reason. 
I think that's the intention. And I wanted to bring up your daughter actually, because I remember, you know, back when you and I first met, uh, the, you know, the accusation, not the accusations, but the, the finger wagging of a conspiracy theorist, you know, you're crazy. You're a tinfoil hat guy. I'm like, well, I'm telling you they're coming fiddly dee, you know? And, yep. uh, and, and then the world, the world came around and I remember saying the world came around to me, which is fucking unfortunate. And then I remember people are saying to me like, oh, are you happy now? I'm like, what the fuck? Does-? No, I'm not happy now. Like, this is ridiculous. I couldn't even have imagined. All I could see was the signs and picking up the signs. And I remember at the beginning, you know, you you and the stuff that you were posting, because you're always, you're, you post like from the seat of your pants. If something comes into your mind, typically it's online within seconds. No filter. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's fantastic. Like you've even put, basically you even put a, uh, you've even put a, uh, what's the word I'm looking at? I want to say precursor, but it's, it's, you know, you, 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 you've warned people that, Hey, uh, I'm going to speak my mind. If you don't like it, fuck off. Like you, you clicked on my face. This is my page. Don't come here. If you're going to be a bitch about shit, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. Yeah. And that's, I like yeah, that. Exactly. Well, and I remember at the, because- at the beginning, yeah, I was going to say, I remember at the beginning, yeah, no problem. I remember at the beginning, I was like, this is nuts. Like I wanted to say stuff to you, but your daughter, I remember, I'm like, you know, I, there's no way I'm going to overstep my boundaries here because I'm still at this moment in time, I'm still just speculating. Like there's no real hard evidence and I could be wrong. And there was still no evidence of the empty hospitals yet. And I remember thinking like, I'm not going to say anything. And then to you, to you specifically, to you, because you know me, I tend to chirp all kinds of stuff, but my, my chirping went from negative, hateful chirping to like positive reinforcement chirping. <laughs> but yeah. you're, I didn't, I didn't want to say anything with regards to your daughter, because you're the one man, you know, in my life who has a reason, has legitimately has, has a reason to be afraid of this virus and you're not. And that's cool, but that only came out later. And and your daughter is, you know, yes, you can say everything. And there's always that grain of salt. There's always that pinch of caution that we should all take, not just because of COVID, but but in general, we should always have that pinch, that twin twinge of caution in us. But what this has done, you're right. The masks are the new divide, right? The masks, the flat out, the masks don't make any sense. The masks do not like you can breathe through a mask. If you wear your mask in winter, it's going to freeze up with moisture. You know, your water droplets are getting out. So the mask, the only intention for the mask is divide, right? And remember too, that the entire world prior to the masks going in, the entire world would not let go of Epstein, right? Ghislaine Maxwell was coming into custody. We were talking about the elite. Prince, Prince Andrew was under fire. The queen has gone missing and nobody's, you know, been able to talk about that. So of all this, like Hollywood itself ate itself alive right? With the quote unquote me too movement and, and then bastardized it. And now further years down the road, they're going to be able to say things like, well, Hollywood was destroyed from COVID, but in fact, Hollywood had played itself out. It had, it had played its hand. People were no longer interested in what Hollywood had to say. And, and the, the characters had done themselves such a disservice and the, 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 the aging of the people. So this COVID rolls in and now you know, now the conspiracy theorists are like, wait till COVID-21 comes out and COVID-20, COVID-21. And, and they're like, oh yeah, that's never going to happen. And then I don't know if you've seen this. Maybe I'm going to edit it in. I can't edit it in and post because I think that's copyright infringement, but it's only a trailer. It's on YouTube. I'm going to do it. See what happens. There's but actually, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to have you guys pause it. Audience, go ahead and pause it and then look up Songbird, the movie Songbird. Just look up the preview for Songbird. 
And this is about COVID-23 and how now all the citizens are, are, are being brainwashed into thinking that, you know, we are, we're the virus. The virus is real. Yet in every single day life, every day, day in day life, one or two people have the virus. One or two people got sick. I honestly think if I remember correctly, I think you had it before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I think you get I did. violently ill long before COVID was a thing. It was the middle of January of this year, right at the start yeah. of the year. And I have a resting heartbeat of 58 when I'm laying in bed at night, watching Netflix, reading a book, whatever it is. My wife and I mm -hmm. hang out with our daughter. We just chill out, read a book, whatever. I have a resting heart rate. Only reason I know that is because I wear an Apple watch. It's not like I give a crap. But anyway, so I'll kind of glance down like, oh, heart rate's 58. My resting heart rate was 120, and I was sweating profusely, and that was just laying still. My heart was beating at 120 beats a minute. And I've hmm. never felt that. And I felt like I got hit by a flipping bus. And I was in, I was just horizontal for four days. Couldn't move. I didn't want to move. Couldn't move. I was aching. It was every bone in my body. I barely got up. And I've never even went to get a flu test because I don't even care about the flu either. I figured it's run through me, man. I've had it. You know, it's just run its course. Just knock me out, lay me out, but let me get back to where I need to be. But anyway, I felt so bad. I thought I was dying. So I go to the urgent care they give me a flu test, nothing, like no flu. I'm like, this is crazy. And then I started feeling better, but I had this cough that lingered for about three or four more weeks into the middle of February. I'm like, man, this is nuts. So I got tested for the COVID antibodies in May, and I said I didn't have them, but I don't believe those tests at all. I mean, here's the thing. So people got to understand, like, I am not a conspiracy guy. Like, you're, you're batshit crazy conspiracy guy. Like, you're, you're, you're uh -huh. going down. You're, you're, you can you're, say you're that. Others would call me observant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm, since I've met you, I've called you batshit crazy. So I'm just going to yeah. call you that. It so, works. It works. <laughs> so you're that guy. Okay. I'm not even that guy. And I'm, I've got enough common sense. So I wanted to address. No, man, you're, sense. you're literally, if I'm batshit crazy guy, you're literally Joe America. Mow oh, your I'm lawn, like, hit the gym, be kind to your wife, yeah. apple pie on the windowsill. <laughs> Mike Brady. I mean, it's just, I don't even care enough to go down that stuff, you know? But anyway, so you had said something earlier I wanted to go back and address, and that was people posting on my wall. And I, I said, hey, I finally said, look, this is my personal page on Facebook, which I, I think is a complete cesspool anyway. The only reason I have a Facebook account is two reasons, to run ads, to make money. And then secondly, so many people followed the journey of our daughter that I just want to, you know, if anybody wants to stay in touch to see how a miracle grows from one pound to a six-year-old girl, 10-year-old, I'm always going to keep my Facebook page there for them. People, I'm a Christian, so people prayed for us, and I believe in the power of prayer, and, you know, so I kept the page. But for me to then, you know, have to, like, explain to people, hi, you're on my personal page, so if I voted for Donald Trump, which I did, or I think a virus with a 99.98% uh, survival rate is crazy compared to closing down over 100,000 restaurants and closing down schools and going absolutely nuts, then you really need to leave my page. And, you know, I got mixed up in a little bit of the Black Lives Matter stuff, too, this summer when, you know, it was just nuts. And I said, hey, this is it. I'm, I'm, I don't even care. Anymore. I mean, what do I care? I mean, if you utter one word, you, if, you ever, if you ever bend a knee to the rage mob, you're done in life in general. Agreed. So I would, yeah. be, a, I would yeah. be a complete phony if I didn't say – and it's funny. The way social media works, like if I was out there on Twitter, which is wide open or any other platform, 
But Facebook is supposed to be, and I know it's not, but it's supposed to be a place where if you've got your personal page, like my business pages, I've never one time in 15 years even touched close to the third rail of politics, okay? Mm -hmm. But my personal page, I do now because it's like a big F you to people that think they can control you, you know? And it's now seeped its way into my kids' classrooms with teachers and them Every teacher, not every teacher, some teachers lost their mind after the 2016 election and couldn't even barely bring themselves to get up and go to work every day because Donald Trump is president. You know, I just think all of this is so crazy that you got a guy like me now posting on my personal page about, you know, COVID and Trump and all this stuff and Biden and the election fraud, which I believe that the election was stolen. And, you know, I'm just going to say it because, I mean, 75 million Americans minimum feel it, think it. So why would I be any different? I don't care. It's my personal page. What I like about the way you've done this too is like basically you you stood up and you have marched right through cancel culture. Some of the shit yeah. that I've seen you post, I'm like, fuck, kids got balls. And and it's true because I mean anyone can I mean, cancel culture's massive now and they come for anyone. If anyone has stood up or stood for something, the mob is unleashed. And in my experience with that, I realize that that's the universe. I realize that at any point that you step out of the realm of what they want you to be, there are agents that initiate, quote unquote, agent provocateurs. And I've come across and called out some of the bots on my page as well. When I start pushing the limits, you know, it's funny because if you think about, and these, this is where the bots show up too. Like the, you see them when you say something that is like whatever, something about a mask, and then you hear somebody call you a Trump supporter, right? Because you're talking about masks. Now there's a, there's an entire sector of society who is blind and not a single one of those people listen to this show. So, you know, as we roll through all of this together, we're, we're doing it with free thought and with open thought. And it's interesting because here's, I've called this out when it comes to the, you know, to your election as a Canadian watching America run through its final season, you're coming up to the point right now where you guys jump the shark. And I think that's January 6th. Yeah. So, so it's, it's going to be really interesting. And now this plays into the batshit crazy version of me where, you know, Donald Trump is the last president and we know all this and the, in the adventures of Baron Trump, the time traveling, blah, 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 all possible, all plausible. I put money a long time ago on the fact that Nancy Pelosi, there's a high risk or a high chance that Nancy Pelosi becomes the next president, i.e. nothing gets done on the sixth, <laughs> nothing gets done on the 20th. And because Joe Biden was proven to be useless, and Trump didn't technically win. The only other option is the Speaker of the House. That's the next in line, which means Trump didn't win. Biden didn't win. Nancy Pelosi is your new president. <laughs> we'll find out on well, January that, 1st. That right there, that's why you're back. January 21st. Right okay, that's it. Right. Now, if that happens, can I have you back on the show? <laughs> oh, my God. I would go on in a New York minute. Are you kidding? That would be, that would be an amazing show. Yeah. Yeah. That ain't happening. So, but so that okay. So here's another thing too. Here's the other thing. There is you know there's rumor mills going on that Trump's going to call martial law. I don't think that that's going to happen. There is rumors going on that uh, your Senate. I'm not even sure how you guys work your vote because there's not actually been an official announcement of who the president is. I love watching Joe Biden walk around from the office of the president elect. Like that's like saying, yeah, it that that's like saying, Sam, I'm going to buy your house. And, and you haven't decided whether you're going to sell it or not, but I move in and I ask you to be quiet because I'm the resident elect. 
You know what's also you're first of all, you're one hundred percent right. He's got his little logo <laughs> of the office of the president elect, everything on it, you know. But here's the thing. If it was some young whippersnapper, you know, even like Obama, when Obama got elected in two thousand eight, I voted for McCain, but Obama came out, yeah, you know what? Fresh face, man. Give the guy a chance. I always said, give the guy a chance. And then two thousand twelve, I'm like, yeah, this ain't going the way I thought, but Mitt Romney was complete milk toast. You couldn't run a worse candidate, except for maybe McCain. And then Obama gets reelected. I'm like, well, you know what? But then I got I got to draw the line at Hillary, man. There is no way if that would have happened. I mean, that is just that is just swamp swamp politics. And now Biden, you know, I've always measured. Can I have a beer with this guy? I could have a beer with Obama. I could have a beer with Biden. I know I could. I know I could sit at the bar, have a beer, and have a great conversation. I, I completely hate their politics. But the thing about Biden, the guy's been in Congress for 48 years, and nobody, no supporter can ever point to anything that he had done that had been a major accomplishment, except, hey, you know, he's a nice guy, he's moderate, center left. You know, he, he'll end the fight. That is like the opposite of why we live. We don't live to that safe and secure. And I, I, I look. You don't like the way Trump tweets? Great. I get it. You don't like what he said about women in the past? I totally get it. I'm the father of four daughters. But I am pro-life, pro-God, pro-military, strict border, school choice. Okay? None of which of those vibe with Biden and, my God, Kamala Harris. If that – there isn't – she's the most liberal person in the Senate, not even according to Sam Crowley, just according to independent voting. So – She's nuts. I mean, there's no way that lady should get anywhere near our nuclear codes and anywhere near, you know, Supreme Court or anything like that. But here we are. We got a 48 year swamp creature who's been in D.C. for his entire life is is exactly the opposite of what the left has always said. Progressive, fresh ideas, young, you know, diverse. Got a 78 year old white guy going into the allegedly uh, going into 1600 Pennsylvania Ave. And it's Back, right back, just like that, pivoted right back to the swamp. It's ridiculous. It's sickening. I don't think it can happen. I, I, it's, as I sit here and as I understand what I understand, I, I'll state heavily. I don't know what I can put on it, but I don't. I don't think Biden ever sits. I think there's well, a better I likelihood that Kamala until, might I, sit. I'm not going to believe it until it happens January 20. And look, people are going to be listening to this podcast well past the election, so they'll they'll be listening to us either like. What a couple of morons, or damn, they were ahead of their time. Maybe you know, historians, historians in the year 2030 will be listening to us right now. But I don't, um, I don't care about, I don't even care enough about politics. I don't even like, I don't, the only thing that, the only thing I care about politics is I get a glass of Merlot at nine at night and I'll tickle somebody on Twitter to get them all fired up and just laugh and turn off my phone and go to bed. But I do care about my kids. I do care about the country that we're leaving our kids. And I know one thing, Donald Trump is the guy that loved America. I don't get that sense about Joe Biden. He's dark. He's depressing. He's, if you ever look at anything he tweets, I know it's not him really tweeting because he doesn't even know how to tweet. But if you look at whatever, whoever is putting the words in, it's dark. It's depressing. When he was talking about we're in for a dark winter, everything the guy says is morbid and just dark and ne- negative. And Kamala hates America. and She's dark and depressing. Trump. Say what you want about the goofy guy, man, but he's always out there wearing his U.S. flag on his sleeve and loving America, man, you know? And yeah. that goes yeah. for a lot with me. Like, you know, Ronald Reagan was always kind of this, you know, laughy, smiley guy. Bill Clinton was jovial. Bush was he was kind of dumb, but, you know, he was still loved America. I don't get the sense that Biden or Harris love America. That's what really bothers me. I never understood either. I like I, When I look at this, I look at, you know, um, you know what they're doing and and what the people are saying 
First of all, there's no way in hell that this guy got 80, 80 million votes. There's just no way. Oh, please. So if there's no way that he got it, then that means that there's voter fraud. And if there's 1%, point, 0.1% of voter fraud, then and it's provable, something has to be done. So that, I think, is what's happening right now because the whole, from the conspiracy side of things, Trump was there to drain the swamp. Now, I also don't believe Trump is a savior by any means. I know that he's just part of it. You know, he's just another facet to it. Nobody, nobody needed him to be a savior. I don't think the guy's a savior either. I know what he, he stands for, what I stand for, pro-life, pro-God, pro-military. He loved law enforcement. Like, he loves it. Kamala hates law enforcement. Her and Joe Biden were funding the riots of this summer. That's not even conspiracy. That's a fact. They were tweeting, hey, everybody Oh, no, that's got conspiracy, arrested. right? If, huh? if people watch the news, that's still conspiracy. It's not conspiracy. It's, they, I mean, unless you're blind, deaf, and you don't have the ability to read a tweet, you know, it's basically they were out there in the in the summer of love, by the way. Let's make sure we call that the summer of love when, you know, the lady in Seattle, the mayor out there was had that whatever the hell that what was the name of that zone? Um, drawing a blank. Doesn't matter. But anyway, you know what? They were, I know what you're talking about. It was like I want to say erogenous zone, but that's not right. No, no <laughs> there was no. I had another I had another podcast. And I laughed my ass off because I was making creating momentum with it, but it never sat right with me. And I've always been a, a follower of signs. Anyway, I never cared about Seattle because to me, it was just the biggest play. It was the biggest ridiculous play on everything that was just designed to be bullshit. So I never bothered looking into any of it. And I had somebody comment on one of my other podcasts, another show that I did saying that this guy's the worst podcast. He doesn't know anything about Seattle. I'm like, you know, to this day, my, own, my only ever one-star review, which I really appreciate. Uh, I never, uh, I never, I still don't know what the hell, you know, I don't give a shit about Seattle. And that, you know, that sounds harsh. And to the people living in Seattle, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about the play that they put on with regards to who was taking over a certain zone of some shit. It's all garbage. It was called CHOP. CHOP. The Capitol Hill Chaz, order yeah. process. It's CHOP zone. And that's what it was. And uh, But, I mean, Biden and Harris were saying, hey, if you've been arrested, we want to bail you out. I mean, they're for no bail. You know, they've let that out. They, they're bail free. You know, it's just nuts, man. And And, and if you take a look now... What, what really is going on, George Soros, again, this is not conspiracy, but he's funding district attorney elections now, most specifically in Southern California now. DAs are being elected because now, you know, we all know district attorneys can drop charges. They're letting murderers on the loose. They don't even, you know, you can drive without a license. I mean, this is the country they want. This is the, this is the United States the far left whack jobs want. And it's just nuts as a guy. I don't know anybody that has a has kids that would ever want your kids to be raised in anything like this. I mean, every day I'm trying to make sure my kids aren't anywhere near anything, but they're, you know, they all got phones and they're just one, you know, click away from reading this crap. Well, here's another personal question for you. You're, you're relatively well-known um, and, and probably more so in your community. Are you getting your balls busted or are your kids getting your balls busted for the things that you say and do? No, my kids are impervious to it, and and here, truth be told, their friends don't care what I think. I'm just some old dude. They they, they don't they don't give a rat's ass what I think. Um, I think I had to block or unfriend just about everybody in my community because even if they weren't giving me any crap, I didn't even want them seeing what I was posted because I didn't want to deal with it anymore. Like locally, I don't want. I unfriended and blocked every teacher who used to follow me. I got into it with a few teachers. I couldn't believe they're posting that I used to love America and blah blah blah. blah. Like, oh, my God, Get my daughter, my six-year-old, will never see the inside of a public school, ever. And my only goal is to get my two high schoolers out of public school. And I would have already, but I'm not that dad that, you know, goes that to that length. I, they'd lose their friends, and 
you know, I don't talk about this. Well, they're in, they're already in high school now, so my my take on that is like they're you know they've they've already been indoctrinated. Now it's just now they're learning social skills. Oh no, they've been indoctrinated. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, people are like, we need to fight for our kids. Our kids. There's an entire generation right now that doesn't even know what they would fight for if we if we gave them, you know, ammunition and rifles because they were raised on hating America, liberal indoctrination. They were raised and taught liberalism, and then, you know, social justice, which you could learn in three minutes watching a YouTube video. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing that there's an entire generation right now that doesn't even know what they would even fight for. We're like, you got to fight for the Constitution. Tell me one kid in high school that the teachers even taught them about the Constitution. Yeah. Well, on that note, and on that vein too, like we're, we're what people don't understand for the most part is that we are right in the middle, smack in the middle of World War III, because World War One and Two was you listening to your radio and being influenced by everybody out there that was naysaying and 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 cheering this, that, and the other thing, and then the military is is going to other countries to kill, to murder, and the only time murder is legal is when your government tells you to do it, which is a bit weird, yeah. and since now, like. Back in the 80s, remember Red Dawn, one of the greatest movies of all time? Yeah. The Russians yeah, sure. invaded a small yeah. town, and the small town yeah. put up a fight. The Russians. And now, if somebody's like, hey, the Russians are up to some fuckery, right? You just hop onto Facebook, and you go see what fucking Schven's up to over there. And you're like, hey, buddy, what are you guys doing? You guys, you guys some shady pricks over there? No, it says here you are the shady pricks. Oh, okay, well, that's not true. Okay, well, that's not true. And now Global Village, we're friends with the Russians. You know, you can pop on and talk to wow. anybody. So the idea of sending somebody, sending a, a military troop over to Russia to start murdering Russians, is peculiar, and it wouldn't happen. Also, I don't even know why are, Russia is even. I don't even know why Russia is even brought up. I mean, they're a dilapidated military. They're not even. I mean, because because it's division. Nineteen seventy-five. I mean, Russia. Yeah. Who the hell cares? Russia was in on the Hunter Biden conspiracy, disinformation. Are, are you an idiot? Well, like Russia, you know, maybe Russia gave him the crack, but he was, they weren't in on the conspiracy. I but mean, I mean, Russia the, helped the, Trump get elected. That's another thing, man. We had all of these uh, alleged critical thinkers posting on, which you can't find any of these people with a search warrant now. They were all posting their Donald Trump's a Russian asset, Russian agent back for three years straight. And I'm like, my God, how dumb are you? Like, seriously, how dumb are you? I've spent more on Facebook than the Russians did in the this past year. You know? And in the past five like, years... How how much would you say that you, you like you have to have you lo- lost faith in the media? Did you ever have faith in the media? Have you lost faith in the media? What's your have, take on the media? Yeah, I used to watch my wife and I used to watch the news, whether it was you know ABC nightly news, just to kind of get a feel for what's going on. And then we would watch the Today Show. It's funny when my, when my wife and I first got married back in the late nineties, we would watch the Today Show together, and we would let you know because it's hard news for the first hour. Then it's puppy dogs and cookouts. You know, the next hour or two after that. But it was good. You know, you got news. But as as Bush got, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really look at it at all until Bush got towards the end of his second term, and then Obama got elected. I'm like, wow, look at the way they're treating Obama. It's like, like we got a king in the White House. You know, like like the old, you know. Chris Matthews from CNN or whatever the hell he's MSNBC. Like I get a tingle up my leg when I hear Obama talk. I'm like, that doesn't sound like hard news to me, but okay. And then, <laughs> you know, 2017 in January when they just went bonkers at the first Trump press conference. And, you know, then from there, it's like, oh, my God, look at this. This isn't the same White House media core that was covering Obama. This is nuts. Maybe like rabid dogs. 
and now now they're just a now they're just a parody. They're like a caricature of themselves, you know. And I have I have developed hatred's too strong of a term, but I don't even think that's the right word. I I, I take that back. Um, like a laughable type of mockery when it comes to anybody who's a journalist, which is sad because there's some good journalists, but they're very hard to find. You can't find them hardly anywhere, you know. And then you they look get at fired. when Trump got elected. You know, Martha Raddatz is sobbing, crying on, on national television. Martha Raddatz, the lady's been in war zones in Iraq for like 30 years, and she's sobbing because Donald Trump got elected. And it's like you've got people screaming at the sky. They're wearing pink hats. And then, of course, you've got Jesse Smollett saying he got, you know, whatever happened to him on the way to Subway at 2 in the morning in Chicago, of all places, and they yelled, this is MAGA country. Okay. And then you did got you, Nick Did Bain. you ever see Dave Chappelle rip him apart? Yeah. <laughs> Juicy Smollett. Yeah, yeah. We got right here in Cincinnati, Ohio, Nick Sandman, who, who probably owns CNN now for how much of a lawsuit he probably settled with him. That, you know, the kid in the red hat goes to a pro-life rally in D.C., and the guy comes up, starts banging his drum in his face. And, you know, who's not awkward at 17, 18 years old? And that kid just had a smirk on his face, and everybody in the media, oh, we've got a smirking kid, you know, beat that smirk off his face. Of course, that was fake news. You know, and it's just the media, I don't trust. I do not trust, like, one syllable that comes out of their mouth. I want to play a clip with regards to the media because this is this is kind of funny. This is from Sasha Baron Cohen uh, in The Dictator, and and you've probably never heard this clip because uh, it's not the greatest movie, but it was funny. And this is Sasha Baron Cohen literally saying to America's face what's going on. Let's see if I can get this proper. And uh, this is fair use. I'm just going to state. Constitution is nothing but a license for oil companies and foreign interests to destroy my beloved Wadia. Wadia will remain. A dictatorship. <laughs> or oh, be quiet. Why are you guys so anti-dictators? Imagine if America was a dictatorship. You could let 1% of the people have all the nation's wealth. You could help your rich friends get richer by cutting their taxes and bailing them out when they gamble and lose. You could ignore the needs of the poor for healthcare and education. Your media would appear free, but would secretly be controlled by one person and his family. You could wiretap phones. You could torture foreign prisoners. You could have rigged elections. You could lie about why you go to war. You could fill your prisons with one particular racial group, and no one would complain. You could use the media to scare the people into supporting policies that are against their interests. I know this is hard for you Americans to imagine, but please try. I will tell you what democracy is. Democracy is the worst. Endless talking and listening to every stupid opinion and everybody's <laughs> vote counts, no matter how. Okay, so... I don't know if that came through clear enough in your ears, but uh, I'm pretty sure that you know America's a dictatorship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, well, I mean, we're just we're, we've turned into, into a banana republic because if Biden's allowed to move into the White House, then free and fair elections are gone, and that's just it. Being free and the old, that's the bedrock of our entire constitution. That's what makes us a country. That's why we actually are different from Venezuela, from Cuba, people like that. Or Russia, you know, Russia elects now, you know, com, com, Russia and China have elections that, you know, they're now in office for 40 years. You know, Putin wins a 40-year election or, quote, unquote, hey, Russia has 
free elections. We're there. That's where we are right now. If And look, this should be Americans. This shouldn't be Trump versus Biden because I'd be fighting just as hard if it wasn't Trump. I'm not even a fan. Like I said, I'm not a Donald Trump fan. I'm a, I'm a conservative, a fiscal conservative living here in the U.S., but I'm just not an idiot. You know, I mean, it's right there. We saw it happen. When was the last time? Now, you live in Canada. I know that. But when was the last time anybody lived in America saw voting being voting stop counting at 10 o'clock at night? And not only did they stop counting the votes, it was only in the states that Biden needed to win. I mean, this is just banana republic stuff. And then you've got tens and thousands and hundreds of thousands of mail-in votes because we had a virus, you know, so everybody goes to Walmart and Home Depot, but nobody can go into their local voting place and vote. It's just, it's also stupid that if it, if it wasn't so sad and we didn't have a country to save that it would be, be, it'd be like that movie clip you just played, but it's not, it's real. We're living in it right now. And I think it's not even courageous to say anything. It's just, normal like i'd be saying this if barack obama or john f kennedy or bill clinton or somebody went through the same thing because without free and fair elections man we're done and our country's over i mean if joe biden gets in it's done and it's not it's not like you can get it back in two years so people saying well we'll let them have this one but you know we'll we'll get a majority in the congress in two years no that's not how it works because once they know they can steal this then it's over now they know that it's they can do it. So you're an well. Idiot. Okay. Now, what if we go away from your train of thought on that, and we enter into my train of thought, and we look back to previous elections? Did George Bush win the election, or was it stolen? And how long has this been going on? Did 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 Obama win the election? Are elections actually real? Because if we look at this, and this was so over the top, in your face, like basically it was two middle fingers, fuck you, America, we're taking this. And there's nothing you can do about it. Right? Yeah. That, well, I think you got to look if, at each one of those. I, I, I see where you're going, and, and, and you're right, because I think there's a lot of elections that didn't that weren't accurate. I just think that's that's obvious as well. That's probably a whole different podcast. But, I mean, if you look at George Bush for one example – that was a couple of counties in South Florida. I mean, that wasn't, you know, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Arizona, Georgia. But you one know. voter fraud is voter fraud. Oh, and of that's, course. that's yeah. a problem. No, you're right. You're right. Absolutely right. I don't think, of course, but it's not like Americans as a whole lost faith in the election. It's not, nobody believed Russia stole the election. In 20, even though those idiots were saying it on the far left, like that's just, ah. that was far left fringe crazy stuff no no saying okay so speaking of far left fringe crazy shit i mean where is anything in the media about biden about hunter biden about biden about the fact that somebody's sleeping with a chinese spy about about the fact that 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 positions were leaked in the biden camp which is why they pulled the 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 biden transition camp got pulled out of the pentagon because secrets were leaked immediately so i mean again we could talk nuts. We could, like, right now, you've kept this quite civil and quite, you know, quite an appropriate podcast. I mean, <laughs> for me over here, like, I want to drag it through the mud. But there's no point because, you know, we sit here and this is, this is, it's currently, it's the 28th of December. This will be aired on the 31st. Um, so 
what happens is, you know, what happens between now and then, I mean, shit, something could happen. If something does happen, then, you know, we'll have it to could. recap I mean, it or I something like that. But, but the yeah, sixth is I a big day. It is a big day. The sixth and is and a big think, day. And who knows what happens on, on January 6th of, of And I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to call it right now. And this is for my audience. This is, this is for any of your audience. If anyone hears this podcast, Donald Trump, four more years. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of people feel that way. But here, here's another thing. When you had said about cancel culture, just to circle back to that as well, there was a point in time I wanted to be Tony Robbins, you know, big events, tens of thousands of people, Never. and not even the money, just the impact on the world. I have After we did that event, yeah, after we did yeah, that event, I have to tell you, I would never want that for myself, ever. Never, never. And I'll tell you another reason why, because he had to apologize on get on his knees for the Me Too movement. And because he made that slip up in one of his events that somebody recorded and it got out to the media and Tony had to go on this mea culpa tour, apologizing, bending his knee to the rage mob, to the Me Too movement. Um, And that, you know, that's cancel culture. I cannot be canceled. Neither can you because we're free thinking individuals who don't give a rat's ass what somebody else thinks because we're not out to offend any individual group. I have four daughters. But I'll be the I'll be the last one to tell you that I didn't I, I thought Brett Kavanaugh got run through the coals and his Supreme Court nomination on on accusations that weren't even true. They were proven not to be true. How do I know? Because the guy was investigated by the FBI because you don't just get to the Supreme Court from working at Taco Bell. OK, you have to have an FBI investigation prior to that because you would have been a judge in the circuit courts prior to that. And these allegations were 30 years before. And so you drag out somebody, accuse somebody of rape, and then here you are, stick to the guy. He, the people didn't want him coaching his daughter's basketball team in the eighth grade. I mean, it was batshit crazy stuff once again, all because of the Me Too movement. But you know who didn't get behind the Me Too movement? Uh, Joe Biden, Tara Reid. Tara Reid actually has witnesses that show Joe Biden sexually assaulting her. So this is all just selective outrage by a, by a mob of individuals who are angry because Specified, they specific on- outrage specifically outraged about something. Yeah, and people that aren't doing get... anything are dragging other people down. Yeah, and here's the thing about that that ja- that Kavanaugh statement. The thing about that one to me is is these people just tarnished the shit out of his name and we all saw it. We saw it live. Yeah. Not but one of us saw the retractment. Up. Yeah, never. It doesn't even matter. The media was wrong about the Covington kid, Nick Sandman. They were wrong about Jesse Smollett. They were wrong about the NASCAR driver with the noose in the garage that they had to bring the FBI in to investigate. The media has been wrong. Every single, it's like Trump's playing this 10 D chess with them. Every time they try mm-hmm. to box the guy in, he ends up making them look like absolute idiots. And he's been doing it mm-hmm. for four years and it drives them absolutely insane that they're supposed to be the smartest ones. They went to the Ivy league schools. They've got these initials after their name. He is not allowed to make them look silly. And it's all he's been doing for four years is infuriating these people, living rent-free in their head, making them look like complete asses. And he does it it with with ease. Like he doesn't have to try because they do it to themselves. There was the other things, and this is this is not even cancel culture. This is just when you get dig for your britches. Have you heard of what's happened to Rachel Hollis? Well, I only no. I would say no. I know she her marriage ended, but other than that, I, if, if I'm even saying that right, so I don't know. No. Yeah the the husband tweeted that our marriage has been in trouble for years, and that was the mistake tweet. That was the tweet that got them in trouble, and now like every single person that went to their events or whatever, they're like we want our money back. 
Is any of your advice good? Oh, right. Nope. And I look at this, <clears throat> when I look at this, Rachel and, and I like Rachel Hollis. I like her message. I like her candor. I like the fact that she just is what she is. Right. But I don't like the fact that she does appear to be, you know, manicured. And <clears throat> that again is the cancel culture. You know, I'm going to be living in my life. I'm going to be living on a, on a, on a, in an area where I really only want to assist 10 to 20 people a year and have those people go out and assist other people. And when I look at Rachel Hollis, for example, and I see what the world did to her and, and these people, like, how do you, as a human being, how do you go to somebody for marriage advice, get that marriage advice and then save your marriage and then shit on her publicly because her marriage broke down. What, what mentality goes through your mind? The victimhood well, mentality. Easy. It's easy. They don't, that's their God. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and I believe that he lives in all of us, okay? These individuals want Rachel Hollis to be their God. They want Tony Robbins to be their God. They want, they want to believe in something that they can, that this, these worldly things that they can touch and feel and latch onto. Look, we all got an expiration. Beware today. false idols. Exactly. And we're all going to end up, we all go back into the same box at the end of the game. Okay. Whether mm -hmm. you're Tony Robbins or whether you're Tony Smith running a pizzeria in, you know, Rockford, Illinois, doesn't matter. So you better get right with God before that expiration date hits, or I feel horrible. I mean, not even horrible. I just, I feel there's no words to describe living eternal life without Jesus Christ. So you can, you can have your little me too movement. You can have your little clubs that you want to belong to on the internet. You can go to your little live events and, and want Rachel Hollis to save your life. But if you're not already saved, you're done. I mean, get just, you're, you're living an absolute shallow and hollow life without God. That's it. I mean, I don't, that's why I don't care. And I didn't care. I didn't care before, but when I was like, you know what? You know, I would giggle when I block. I just blocked somebody a couple of days ago that came up. I did not come to, here to read about your play. I'm like, what? Who the hell invited you? First of and all, why did you come here? In the you, you clicked are. on my face, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't even care who you are. Like, what? And, and yeah. you know, go, go away. What? And then I just giggle because I always want to giggle first before. It's like, not, it's kind of a ritual I do. I giggle, then I block them. And I never hear from them again. And I move on. And, you know, it's just like the social media is, 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 absolutely full of the devil and the enemy trying to get inside your head girls trying to look like models and all that stuff. And if you just, I mean, if you understand we're all created in the image of God in his likeness, then that's enough. I mean, yeah, of course we want to prosper. God wants us to prosper, but he doesn't want you to take on the mentality of the world. No, you're, you're in my opinion too, you're playing a game, right? So this is, this is a game. We're here playing a game. Are you can be a fucking dick about it. Like what, what does it matter? Things like things like overt wealth, Jeff Bezos could, solve a lot of problems if his story were true. So why wouldn't he use that money for good? What, what happened to philanthropy, right? What's the purpose of all this shit? Now, there's another thing too I wanted to talk about. And I know, you know, you give me a timeline, so we're over it now and we might go a bit more over, but not too much. Um, Instagram and their new uh, policies are coming out. Now, you speak a lot. I haven't seen your Twitter in a while. I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I've been kicked off of Twitter for having opinions. <laughs> I've been banned for life from Twitter. And now with the new Instagram, one of the things that they've slipped in there, in their terms of use, is you're not allowed to have a URL that is the same as their Instagram URL. This is in their terms of use in Instagram. So if your Instagram is instagram.com, 
every day is Saturday, which I believe it is, then your every day. Okay. So just arbitrarily, if you know, Sam Crowley, and then you have Sam Crowley.com, which I think you do, right? You are now in breach of Instagram's terms of of use. So if you say anything or do anything or look at them cockeyed and they ban you, well, here, you're an infringement. You're in, you're in breach of use contract. You have a URL that's got the same name as your Instagram URL. So you're going to see, and I know this, you're going to see a mass exodus of Instagram accounts. Anyone that speaks against the narrative, anyone that speaks against any of this stuff. And the funny thing is, all of this is, is like, oh my God, they're going to deplatform me? Well, fuck, I've already been deplatformed. I know what that feels like. I've witnessed all my friends that spoke higher and, and about more things, about crazier things. I've already witnessed them all get deplatformed off Instagram. It's a matter of time before I'm pulled off Instagram. And Instagram is where, you know, my bread and butter had come from for years. It's where I've made my money. And they're going to take it away from me. And I know that, but I'm okay with it because the idea is in life, you know, we can look at it the negative and be like, Hey man, you know, you just lost your platform and no, 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 but God or creator or universe or essence or whatever label you want to put on it is pushing you to where you need to be. So if you get deplatformed, go do something else, go build a, go build a tree for it. Go, go create something somewhere else. And, you know, we're not supposed to be online. We've lived this, we've lived this, this, this essence, this, this, this existence where everything's online. Look at everybody staring at their phones. I don't care what's going on in front of me. What's going on on Instagram. Fuck that. So there's all these negative things about getting to platform and all this sort of stuff. And it's going to come, it's coming in droves, but it's going to push people to do what they haven't done since the eighties. And that's make a phone call and connect with a friend and speak to somebody. And that I think for all of the negatives, that are going on in the world around us. And for all of the stuff, it, 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 it only looks like loss until we understand what we're actually gaining slash regaining, which is human connectivity, I think. So, I mean, with regards to absolutely everything that we've been living through, it only looks negative because we've been brainwashed for so long to accept and or want clout, credibility, followers, fans, friends, likes. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it's a drug. It's, it, it's a drug. So, I, like I said, I use it. I don't, I don't really, like, bow to it. I use, and I use Twitter for what it is, a complete cesspool of schizophrenia, crazy people yelling at each other. So I go in there, stir the pot with a glass of wine, and laugh. And then I watch Netflix. And Facebook has gotten pretty much the same way, but mm-hmm. I do use a little more serious because, again, my family's on there, my personal page. But yeah, dude, um, we have gotten way off the way off the rails in the last 10 years with social media, thinking that that actually any of that even matters. And it doesn't. We all know it doesn't. But for some reason, we still stare at our phones acting like it does. <laughs> it's true. I have one of my favorite memes. I'll actually make it the meme of this podcast is a guy tying up his clown shoes. You know that meme? And, and across the top, yeah. it says it says one stranger getting ready to argue with another stranger on the Internet about nothing. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. Yep, it is it's exactly what it is. Yeah, I like that. So this is there anything else that you wanted to say? Because I love this. I love that we tied it roughly to about the time limit that you wanted. And we covered a lot. And, you know, for me, we covered a decent amount. I don't want to drag anything out. We don't need to beat a dead horse. Um, I'm really happy that you are the last show of the year. Um, I love that. I love if this is a future tradition. I love this. Yeah, let's do it, man. 
No, I love that. I think so, we covered, like, people are probably like, okay, guys, we get it. We get it, you know, and which is great. I think we went the perfect amount of time. Well, I'm just passionate about it. I wouldn't normally talk about this. I don't talk about this on my own podcast, but. Oh, yeah, this isn't this your great, show. This is definitely the Mental Mastery Alliance. <laughs> yeah, but this is a great platform. If, a, if, a, if an everyday Joe like me, father, lives in the Midwest, it gets this worked up about election fraud and how crazy our country's gotten and how far off the constitution we are right now. Yeah. Then it's important, I think. And I'm not using myself as kind of the canary in the gold mine, but there's a lot of, a lot of individuals who would have never said a word just like myself that are now just like pissed off because I've got kids and I don't want my kids growing up being worried about the rage mob. You should be able to live your life the way you got to live it and believe what you believe and not have to worry about getting canceled by somebody. That's stupid. It means you're insecure and you're a complete loser. 100%. And what I what I really like about this is you really on your podcast and in your work, you really push a positive message. And when yeah. people get the opportunity to to hear you speak candidly, like my listeners right now, there's going to be a ton of them that are going to flock over to your cast. And I don't mean flock as in like, hey, we're all sheep. I mean, like, if you can give, if somebody can understand who you are and what you stand for, and then go over and listen to your motivation and know that it's coming from a place of purity. It's coming from, it's coming from Joe Midwest. It's coming from a guy that's, that's had enough and that has his own arguments and struggles and plights and is still putting a, his best foot forward every single day to make other people feel good and to make other people understand and realize who they are and what their, what their potential is and where they can come from. You spewed out an insane amount of, of, of authenticity on here. And again, it's not like your show. When you get over to your show, it's it's different. But it's not it's not it's not but different. It's not like that I wouldn't say over a beer though either. It's not like a, it's not yeah. like I hold this stuff. It's just that I don't I don't do it for my brand because it's not my brand. But it is who I am. I mean, if you and I went yeah. to grab the cup of coffee or we went and grabbed the beer somewhere, this is how I would talk to somebody, regardless of your political affiliate. And I would listen to your side, unless you were one of these cancel culture crazies. But you know, other than that, I think. A liberal and a conservative can walk into a bar together and have a really great conversation. How do I know? I've done it up until, you know, just a couple of years ago. I thought we could keep doing it, but it's just gotten so insane. I think it, it is funny watching people get animated over yeah. nothing, over an opinion, right. over a conversation, over noises with your vocal cords. These people lose their shit. It's all yep. inside your head. The whole yep. thing. Everything's literally all inside your head. You are a rock star of a human being, a good friend, um, somebody I look up to, somebody I appreciate, and somebody I respect. I really loved this show, and I really thank you for coming on. Oh, my pleasure, man. Let's do it again in about 365 days. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, uh, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.